Avengers, assemble. In the wake of Endgame, some were lost, others regained. They're good. What happens next? Stay tuned, true believers, as we try to find out. Peter Melnick. Graphic designer, comic book enthusiast, and podcast pontificator. And I'm Eddie Wilson. Upstate New York radio announcer in the Sullivan Catskills with an inordinate amount of catching up in his own comic book universe. Ready? It's time for a new episode of The Marvelists. Welcome, everyone, to an emergency broadcast of The Marvelist, the Marvel Universe podcast. I'm Peter Melnick. And I'm Emergency Eddie Wilson. And before before we get into our, like I said, emergency broadcast and introduce our special emergency guest co-host, we want to tell you all, in an emergency fashion, how you can get a hold of us. How many E's can you get in here, for crying out loud? Jesus, just one of me. An extraordinary amount, oh, Eddie. Exceptional amount, yes. How can you get a hold of us on social media? An eclectic amount. Go ahead, tell them. First off, go on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at... The Marvelists. Give myself a follow on Instagram and Twitter, at Peter Melnick, and on Facebook, facebook.com, slash Peter Melnick Podcaster. Yourself? On Instagram, at Eddie9193. And also, you can listen to us on a wide variety of... S- streaming platforms because i don't want to have any editing done for this episode but like i said it's an emergency exactly it's an emergency danger danger will robinson okay anyway we have the power gauntlet in the studio we so. we, do. we do don't downplay anyway, that yeah well mm. that's some but, serious stuff <laughs> but anyway so wide variety of streaming platforms including TuneIn radio stitcher radio soundcloud podbean Spotify, among many others that you can shake an RSS feed at. And also... In an emergency. On the topic of an emergency, if you want to spend some money, well, in a month afterwards, after your free one-month trial is over, go to WolverinePodcast.com and use the promo code at checkout. Marvelists. And get one. Count them. One. Uno. O-N-E. I don't know why I wanted to do it for that just now, but here we are. Because it was an emergency? It really was. But once again, one month of Stitcher Premium. We with the promo code at checkout. Marvelous. There we go. Well, it's not at checkout, Eddie. Geez. Well, that's a long promo code. But anyway, so because we're trying to like speed through this little part because we got a lot to talk about. We got we got some Alex Jones in the room to talk about our situation. They're putting fluoride in the tap water, people. They're putting Spider Man in our tap water. But anyway, <laughs> I'm, I'm like super ADHDing right now, but. Once again, get one free month of Stitcher Premium, and after that one free month trial is over, it's what? only nine ninety nine or ninety five, whatever. But it's close to ten dollars. So, but it's not ten. The price went up. That's for two people, I guess. Mm-hmm. But what, what happened again, to four hundred ninety nine pennies? Well, that's a lot of pennies. Oh, sorry. Oh, you are correct. I just realized. Do I do was... not edit this. Do no, not. Yeah, do we're not, not editing that. <laughs> but it is four ninety nine a month, and. Yeah. You wanted the other half. I get it. Okay. Um, As your emergency. Ah. How did that glove came to be? Mm-hmm. But like I like I said. Power gauntlet, excuse like me. Like I well ooh, gotta have would include the trademark symbol. But or registered trademark, copyright, whatever we go with. Cheryl Crow, if it makes you happy, mm-hmm. check. Eddie, mm-hmm. ah, Eddie, Eddie. Like I said though, Stitcher.com or WolverinePodcast.com and use the promo code at checkout. Marvelous. And get one free month of Stitcher Premium. Also, go on iTunes, rate, review, subscribe. Five star if you're ever so inclined, but if you go four stars or below, it just don't work, much like the ice cream machine and McDonald's. You know what? You've had enough McDonald's. Now cut it off. It's true. So. Cut it out. Stop it. The endorsements. 
Anyway, so... Eat Burger King. A lot has happened, and we want to introduce our special guest co-host for this. We're going to be bringing back for the 800th and 95th time, Charles Peralo. An emergency? Wait, my girlfriend's pregnant? Oh, no. Oh, oh wait, not that one. Okay, good. Wait, and we're also joined wait, with... Korea's got the bomb? We're joined with one. Doug, Doug McCausland, McCausland. I'm the one who's actually pregnant here. Get out. With emotion? With anger. Ooh. But since... Our last episode, a lot has happened, and boy, I, I say that as like a little uh, bit of an excuse to always say that, but... Here we are. Yeah, something really did happen, guys. Peter got a haircut. <laughs> Not just that, but <sighs> on top of that, guys, the big thing is Sony and Marvel Studios have some bad blood. They got Spat. divorced. Yeah, and... Claws came out. There is a teenager stuck in the middle of it, and we don't know who he's going to go to. It's looking like his creepy stepdad, Avia Rod. <laughs> oof. Doing a big oof over here. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Who's the creepy stepdad? <laughs> Avi or Avi Arad? Yeah, Avi Arad. Yeah. Ooh. He's been doing this a long time. Yeah, he has. But right now, they are saying the issue is this. And some people are vehemently defending Sony, and believe it or not, they have a point to defend them. Because the issue at hand is... Disney wants 50% of the total gross of the movies, I guess. Like, something like that. As well as funding 50% of the movie. Now, a lot of people are saying, 50%, that's being greedy. Well, you have to realize also, that's their property. That is their character. That is their IP. They own Spider-Man. At least Marvel does. Not Marvel Studios. They don't own the film rights, per se. But, yeah. 50-50. I mean, it sounds like 50% funding, 50% of the take. Yeah. It almost sounds like it works. But it is their biggest franchise. That's the problem. Like, that is Sony's biggest franchise. Name something that Sony has other so, than Spider-Man. Well, forget about that for a second, but what's the counterpoint to 50, the 50% proposal? They could negotiate, but Sony just didn't want to do it. They just said no. They, just, they didn't say, you know, 90-10 or something like that. Yeah, they just got up and said no. They peaced out. Yeah. Now, I don't think this is final yet. Correct. Um, I want to believe that this is some sort of preemptive power play by one of the studios, maybe to get like air this out in the open and maybe force the other studio's hand. Oh, yeah. I, I would definitely say this is at least Sony doing a power play. And when you say it isn't final, as of right now, as of this recording at, I believe, 740, Variety was reporting today that the deal is not final, is not 100% dead. So yes, on Tuesday, August twentieth, otherwise known as National Radio Day. Yes, Eddie. And you said force the other's hand. There was your cue to pick up the power gauntlet, but you blew it. <laughs> so okay, fine. So when it comes to this as a power play, I actually just looked this up on my phone right now. Um, so Amazing Spider-Man two. Does anyone want to guess what the box office gross was? A packet of Mentos and a dollar. <laughs> In reality, it was like seven hundred, right? Seven hundred nine million. Very close, Doug. And a quarter now, finished Mentos. We got some Mentos in there. Freshmaker. Now, mm-hmm. now, what was the uh, box office for Far From Home? Over a billion. That, that's a lot more Mentos. Yeah. Um, and at least three Mentos in there. Mentos for life. Yeah, no, and also, just just looking at it, I think it was about the same budget, too. And Amazing Spider-Man, did, what was Amazing Spider-Man? Like 800, 900, didn't break a billion, correct? Right, but... Uh, it didn't have as much of a marketing budget as the second one, so it was way more profitable. 
profitable, excuse me. Well, you're saying budget, Charles. You mean to make the film in each case? Well, make it and market it. Either one. The same? Wow. You got to usually double um, the budget in order to get the actual cost that was to make the movie. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, when it comes to, like, you know, Spider-Man, they were not having a lot of luck with those Amazing Spider-Man films. I kind of liked them. I thought um, the first one was good. But, you know... I mean, I guess Sony walked in a lot more confidence because they had Spider-Man PS4, which was a pretty damn big success. Spider-Verse. Into the Spider-Verse. And they also had Venom, which I remember... Venom, Venom. I remember one year ago, I'm talking to Doug, and it's like, yeah, well, you know, Venom's going to be this epic, uh, Fantastic Four-level failure, and Into the Spider-Verse is just going to be okay. Doug, damn you, (laughs) bending against Sony. (laughs) Um, I was. I think all of us were shocked by just how successful Venom ultimately became. I wasn't because, to be completely honest, it's a character that has had a long-standing fandom with a lot of people. If they did another solo Wolverine movie, that would make a billion dollars because the remnants of the 80s, 90s of those popular characters, they're always going to be box office hits. When you have the X-Men like Dark Phoenix and that abomination escape from the the, (laughs) theaters... It didn't have the key X-Men characters that everyone knows and loves. Oh, you have Scott yelling Gene for about two hours. Whoop-dee-doo. You don't have Wolvie. Well, I love Dark Phoenix, but that's a whole other can of worms for another time. I actually thought it was okay, too. It wasn't the best. It wasn't the worst. I'm still upset because I recently heard the beginning of that podcast and Peter's sleeping. Oh, I mean, (laughs) it was pretty terrible. But you made me sleep, too. You know, actually thinking about it, maybe that was also Disney's attitude going in, saying, hey, we have more power here because we're much bigger now. We own all the Fox properties. Uh-huh. We, we, have, we have the X-Men now. We have the Fantastic Four now. We don't need to spend as much time on Spider-Man, which, you know, if you, that might not be the best strategy because if you look at Fantastic Four, X-Men, and Spider-Man, uh, we know who makes the money there. It's over, Pascal. I have the high ground. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't get that one. It was a Star Wars. Star Wars. Right? Not my thing. Wow, even I'm shocked that he got that one. Oh, I got your little Mickey Mouse thing there, too, by the way. Thank you. It wasn't the Poppin' Fresh Doughboy. <laughs> I, I just feel with the whole issue of this, Venom would do very well because, like I said, again, it's a character that has had a long-standing fandom. And Spider-Man 3, as not okay as it was, <laughs> it did very well because... Venom, Venom, it's your introduction to Venom, isn't it? Yeah, and yeah. the movie did the well movies, because yeah. he was in it. He, it was still the lowest grossing of the uh, uh, Holy Trilogy, but <laughs> what what up, uh, Spider-Man, expletive slinging. Now, I just, I'm utterly shocked at just how successful that movie became, despite how mediocre, in my opinion, it was, Venom. As opposed to Spider-Verse, which was an amazing film, which it made some money, but it wasn't enough, I think, to really warrant too much excitement from Sony. The reason being is one of two, in my opinion. Oversaturation with with comic book movies that year. Because last year, what did you have? You had Infinity War. You had Aquaman. You had um, Teen Titans go to the movies. You What else did you have last year? A lot of stuff. Yeah, there was a lot of movies. And then when you're ending the movie, ending the year still with Aquaman and, you know, Spider-Verse, there's a lot already to take in. Like, oh, I got to go to the movies again. It's like <laughs> something like that. <laughs> Is that the perception? <laughs> well, I would say part of that, but also the other reason, it's an animated movie. Animated movies already have that stigma of, oh, it's just a kid's movie. I don't need to go see that. Flip side, 
what are the highest grossing movies every year? Disney movies. And nine times out of ten, what are they? Animated movies. So yeah, so they're they're breaking ground there and um, going forward now into the multiverse, into the Spider-Verse, Spider-verse. is going to... Register trademark. Thank you. TM, whatever. Is going, is, has now set a new bar or standard or broken a, a stereotypical myth, perhaps. No, because it, it only made $300 million, like a little over $300 million. Compare that to a lot of the other, you know, animated movies over the past few years. It didn't, it didn't even really hit $500 million. And I'm almost convinced you said that nobody really takes animated movies too seriously. I think that was Sony's mentality in that. Yeah. I, I almost want to think that Spider-Verse was some sort of tax write-off, or they just had some sort of thing, like they just wanted to slightly boost their you know, fiscal we, earnings for that quarter, and they're just oh, yeah. like, yeah, we're just going to give it to this small team, we're not going to put our fingers into it or anything, and then little did they know that this you know, little project would pretty much like overshadow like everything else they did in terms of quality. And it was the best Spider-Man thing from last year. Well, when it comes to um, that movie, so I did see it again on Netflix, and you know, I was watching this with, you know, a couple of friends of mine and um, this girl as well. And, you know, one thing I noticed about the movie is this. It was something that if you look at the style of it, it was, you know, never done before. There was never a CGI comic book film that looked so true to the comics. And, but there is like a little issue here where I think this film was very friendly towards the critics, very friendly towards, you know, fans wasn't actually as friendly to kids or to like core market demographics because for adults it's still a kids film you know tried and true and for kids you know you're taking a spider-man who they don't know and you're giving a plot that i think is a little bit hard to follow i don't know if everyone was ready to swallow the multiverse yet and they tried to throw in some cutesy stuff with uh peter porker i think he was called spider ham spider ham and they tried to do that but i don't know if it necessarily made the best marketing method and, you know, if you look at it, like, you know, let, let's look at something like SpongeBob SquarePants. They actually didn't want to approve SpongeBob SquarePants because he was square. And he because, wore pants. Because, well, because the mentality was that you have to be round to appeal to kids and square is like a villain thing. And that was actually, <laughs> that actually held SpongeBob back for a year. So it, it's just kind of weird how, like, you know, how it works. But it, there is a little bit of truth to it. And, I mean, Huey Lewis said it best, Eddie. It's hip to be square. No, I want a new drug, Eddie. <laughs> <sighs> Huey Lewis, SpongeBob, they just connected there. They did. And it's all in, in the square. And in, well, it's also the power of love. Mm. So, I just feel, in regards to uh, Spider-Verse and all of this stuff, a lot of things now are going to go to the wayside because of this issue. Some people are saying, I believe, rumor and innuendo is there are two movies still that are going to happen. Flip side, I've heard, no, there isn't. There were going to be, now there are not. Well, you know, do, okay, this is just a question I'm going to throw out there for everybody. Does anyone think that maybe Sony was upset that they're not in phase four at, from as far as they can tell? Because if you look at Sony, like, they've always seemed to want to do a Spider-Man film for three years. And I think if you look at it, you know, they have well, pretty much every three years since Spider-Man 1, they've done a movie. So do you think they're maybe just a little bit depressed? It's like, hey, we have to wait four to five years for a new movie? No, because they just had it announced it separately. It's not that Spider-Man wasn't part of Phase 4. It was, uh, as Kevin Feige, that's how you pronounce it, Feige, right? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> just making sure here. Yep. First time I ever said it out loud in public, I think. Lord Feige, yes. Lord Feige, <laughs> Lord Emperor Feige. But uh, he previously confirmed that um, there are Spider-Man projects in the MCU, but that was up to Sony to announce them. 
Well, now you know. <laughs> do, 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 do. Yeah, it was an NBC reference, people. Anyway, so yes, okay, I get that. Mm-hmm. Thank not you. A very good reference. Uh, how is that not a good reference? I work for NBC, and I don't even know what that is. As the window washer, Doug. As the window washer. Oh my God, Jason Voorhees is in the room. (laughs) Sorry, Michael Myers. It was a public service thing that NBC would run, maybe during primetime, and at the end of the, or top of the hour, perhaps. My man. To fill some space with 30 seconds. Now you know, or whatever. My man. Yeah, keeping you in the know, whatever. But um, tying this all together to our current uh, conundrum. Emergency. Yeah. Uh, Emergency. Emergency. That was a TV show, you know. Yes, it was. In the and 70s. With okay. uh, the ambulances in the 1960s. Yes. Kevin Ty and Randolph Mantooth. That's so, a manly name. Oh, it's his. Oh, you know, whatever. Anyway. Spider-Verse was great, but Sony didn't really have its fingers in it as much. Um, their mainline Spider-Man movies were only as successful as they were because of Marvel Studios and the deal they made, in my opinion. Yeah, because there was quality control. Kevin Feige came along, and this is not being like a quote-unquote Marvel shill or something and being like, you know, saying this. You look at the success ratio that Marvel Studios has compared to all the other comic book companies out there that do films. And for the most part, even the quote-unquote worst MCU movies, Incredible Hulk, Thor The Dark World, Ant-Man and the Wasp. You take that back. (gasps) Whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) Yeah, you take that back. I I feel like... I don't know. I'm like the only person who just didn't really enjoy that movie. No, there's the Marvel Studios subreddit. A lot of people bitch about it. I'm uh, sorry I brought this guy back to here. <laughs> Where'd you find this guy? DC Reddit. <laughs> no, but uh, just, uh, you know, when it comes to um, everything with, um, you know, like how Marvel's doing. So I think Doug and I were actually, we both prefer um, the original trilogy to this these current Tom Holland films. Because, you know, we did like how they were a bit more emotional and a little less funny. Doug, is that correct? Yes, but I love you, Tom Holland. Don't take it uh, personally, please. <laughs> no, no. We I mean, it's, we think Tom Holland's great. We think the movies are great. We did actually kind of like what Sony did a little bit more, though. But, you know, looking at it, they had five movies, which was like the same thing. Where it's like, you know, the Spider-Man who cries all the time. I, I mean, I, I don't even know how many times I had to see Uncle Ben die. Um, but then it was just like, you know, they do it. And, you know, I think what they have going on with Marvel is just more of a spin to it. Um, I think there's more of a world here. Like, I want to see this Peter Parker become Tony Stark. And, you know, we might never get to see that now. And some people in the uh, Marvel Studios subreddit were, like, speculating, what could this mean? And somebody says, well, you end up having Spider-Man end up getting arrested, and that's how you end up getting rid of the character. And... It is such an anticlimactic, yeah. depressing note. And if that's the case, it could happen. And it kind of sucks. Because then, like somebody said on there, leads to the upcoming Spider-Man movie. Spider-Man, Guantanamo Bay. Tom Holland gets a roommate. Like, Tom Holland gets Jeffrey Epstein's old roommate. What information did Tom Holland have on Hillary Clinton? Jesus Christ. And it just went religious. Okay. <laughs> just kidding, I, I got that. You should. Yeah. But in regards to all of the stuff with this, a lot of people were speculating and we ended up posing a question on all of social media. Yeah, and we, what do you think? We'd like to know. We ended up getting a ton of questions from people. We'll go with first off, good old friend Jeremy Bagley. Yeah, I'd like to know, WTF Sony is thinking. Marvel doesn't need Spider-Man in the MCU, but they need the MCU to even crack one hundred or $1 billion with a property that should do it every single time. 
Disney has a ton of characters that can anchor their next phase around. This basically all kills off the notion of having Tom Holland play the character in a meaningful way for the next decade. Oh well, shrug emoji. But he also adds on, I'd like to know how everyone thinks they'll write him out of the MCU. Maybe he gets stepped on by a giant Scott Lang. Um, whoa. Jeez. <laughs> I just whoa. don't think they're going to mention him at all. I think, yeah. they're, I think it's going to be one of those things where they spend the next year trying to just debate how to do this. And he eventually comes back. Um, hey, maybe he does some time. Maybe Spidey does time in prison. No, he just does time off the screen. That's all. You have to be in prison. But if you're He's going not being with, literal, Eddie. If you're well, no. If you're going by the J. Jonah Jameson theory, and all Which, of a sudden the on way, the billboard or whatever, you know, the, the jumbotron. That makes me so mad that they thief, they did that. Criminal. They did that. They got our hopes up, and now look. Mm-hmm. Well, I am going to be the optimist here and say that he's going to still be part of the MCU one way or another. Um, either he's going to be part of the Venomverse, which is going to sort of be canon to the Ooh. MCU. <laughs> I'll be in the paper. Have you seen this menace? He's, he, he was seen last with Jared Leto. But, uh, oh man, I, I just cringe thinking of that. But Good old Dead Eyes himself. <laughs> hey, Jared Leto's a good actor. He just was not a good joker. He was not a good living human being with the eyes. <laughs> he looks like he's dead behind the eyes. Well, yeah. no, I mean, I mean, here's the thing. I was just watching Requiem for a Dream, and I can't even debate that. Okay, I got a question. How can you watch <laughs> Requiem for a Dream more than once after that ending? I mean, you know, I mean, like sometimes it's just four in the morning. I'm, Man, just, I'm like, in a good mood. There. I'm gonna watch uh, Ass to Ass, and what else do we got? Charles has mentioned this movie to me like plenty of times in the past too. I mean, now, now, like, I, like if, would it shock you guys? Or like, does he just have this film on repeat? Yeah. <laughs> like, I've watched it once. I can never watch that movie again, ever. You guys, you guys just don't have taste. But I digress. Also, we have some other questions that are coming in. What was that guy's question, by the way? Did we answer that properly? How would we end up writing him out of the MCU? Myself, I would go with. I wouldn't write him out because, like, I'm I'm in agreement with Doug. I'm trying to be the optimist about this. And I feel that if something does happen, it's going to be the equivalent of a James Gunn situation, minus inappropriate tweets. But it's going to be essentially, we're waiting for the character, we're waiting for the situation to fix itself, and sure. it, it will. It sure, will. sure. But I'm going to actually give the guy a real write out. Um, what happened was um, there's these interdimensional pol- police that are taking him away because Tom Holland spoiled the movie too many times, and the he VR had to troopers. Out. So, yeah, the VR troopers took him out. The Marvel snipers. Oh, no. I don't even know what those are, but sure. The only thing I could think of right away was crossing the streams universes and going with the Lantern Corps. <laughs> there now, you go. What would you go with as your way of writing? All right off. Well, Charles even started to say it because I thought, or answering the question before a few minutes ago, saying that you don't have to do anything. He just doesn't show up. He's just MIA. Misfits in action? Whatever. Now, also, another question that we have comes from Facebook fan Matthew Perry, and no, not that Matthew Perry. Do you think they'll introduce the Fantastic Four earlier than expected due to this? They never said who owns Stark Tower, though, since it was in Spidey movies, likely Osborn, so they could just say Reed bought it. Well, I think they are going to end up leaving things the way they are. They're not going to speed things up. Although, again, somebody on the Marvel Studios subreddit had a great comment of, when is the new Spider-Man movie going to be coming out? All right, we're going to release Avengers. We're going to bring back Iron Man from the dead. We're going to bring this, 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 and this. Same day. Same day. (laughs) Can you comment on that guy's post, uh, like that guy's comment, and just ask him how many times like a week he gets like a Matthew Perry friends joke? No. 
<laughs> hey, Peter and Eddie, do you remember that um, rumor from a few months ago where Stark Tower was going to be bought by Oscorp, and there was a very specific detailed post credit scene involving Norman Osborn that went the rounds? I recently just heard about that through, uh, like, I believe it was uh, Jeremy Conrad of uh, MCU Cosmicast's Twitter page, and like he, I think, had something mentioned that that was just you know BS. Like that was all along this BS. I don't know now because I saw a whole bunch of different sources report on that. So I almost feel like that was like on the card at some point. And if this has been going on for a while, longer than we expected, they might have changed their plans to do anything with Stark Tower uh, in if, the last minute. If that's the case, it is a shame because like I said, there were so many different things that we ended up getting in this last movie, which by the way, they're re-releasing in theaters for uh, <laughs> Labor Day weekend. Just for the weekend? I, I, it's probably gonna be like a week or two, just so you know they can pump the numbers up a little bit, just like they did with Endgame. Eddie rolled his eyes at that, and I'm like, yeah, I agree. But <laughs> also, is this the highest gross in the Spider-Man film? I believe it is actually. Yes. yes. Well, because I think Spider-Man Two made us uh, 700 million back in the day, adjusted for inflation. Yeah, that, yeah. This is this is the highest gross of one. Good, yeah. Way to yeah. go, Disney. Well, I mean, more Sony now. Well, the the mouse always wins. <laughs> And in regards to a lot of that also, they're like I said, they're re-releasing the movie and it's going to be four minutes of added footage from a fight scene. Which was previously in the trailers. Yeah. And oh, oh, wow. there were a lot of scenes. I'm wondering, are they going to include maybe a little bit more of the uh, the him getting his passport and stuff like that? We don't know. I feel kind of ripped off, honestly, because they put that scene in the trailer. I thought it looked really cool. It was the Iron Spider fighting a bunch of uh, mafia members, I think, in a bar. And then the police come. And he's like, all right, I got to go, guys. Go on vacation. And apparently it was going to be this, like, five-minute fight scene at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. I think after the conference in the beginning and then before he Oh, wait, this on. is where the, the, the authorities say, what do you think you're doing? And he says, your job? Yeah. 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 You know what? I, I kind of was like, eh. Wait, that got edited out? Yeah, it did. Yeah, they didn't have it in the movie. Oh, well, just, first of all, oh you know, that happens more often nowadays. And you realize after the fact that I was waiting for that part in the trailer. It wasn't in the movie. What happened? Yeah. They charge you again. So they charge you again. But to do that, to diss the police like that, kind of sort of, whether there's truth in it or not, and I'm not saying either way, um, they reconsidered and everything, all factors put together. So I, I, they have that. It's a comedy, you know, they have that. though. And you, when you, where you live in a world now where you can have multiple endings, alternate endings, director's cuts, it's not just the one version and boom, you have to sit with that one. Uh, anything's possible now, I guess. I just don't like the idea that now somebody made again. I keep going back to Reddit for this, but somebody made the comment of it's like downloadable content for video games. We're going back to see the movie again, and I went to go see Endgame for the re-release because also Avatar sucks, so I wanted to see it again. Uh, and I also wanted that poster because that poster was pretty bitching. Oh, uh, it was just a dig on Avatar. I know what it was. Well, also that, but also as I was no, saying, primarily that. Like I was saying, prime. The thing about Optimus. That, okay. Prime. <laughs> But anyway, the thing about it that drives me nuts is... An emergency. I'd like to finish my sentence. Okay. The thing about it that's you know bothering me is the fact of I lost my thought. Okay, yes. a quick question, though. So right now, you know, we had a lot of people who were upset about the whole Netflix cancellation series where Daredevil and all these other great shows got this... Well, you know, Jessica Jones, the other great show, got discontinued. Um, I don't think anyone cared about the other three. Mm. I like Luke Cage. Durr-durr. Mediocre at best. Um, and uh, then, you know, and then we have, um, Doug, stop preaching for the mic. Um, you're mediocre at best. And then, so we have, uh, so we have, um, you know, Netflix, like they're discontinued. It looks like, you know, they're just they're, like, it feels like in a year they're going to eventually say like, 
oh yeah, Ryan Reynolds is not coming back as Deadpool. That that's gone. It feels like that's discontinued, yep. and fans kind of know, and they're disappointed about that. And now this, uh, is there going to be some sort of Disney backlash, or they try to just blame Sony on this one? I'm not entirely sure. To be honest, I could, I I see where both sides are wrong. Right. I'm trying to be, you know, like. I'm trying to be the uh, neutral ground in all of this, and it's it's driving me crazy because there's so many great things out there, and so many people are getting upset about this. When you, like I said, when you go on the uh, Marvel Studios subreddit, there are people going, "I'm not going to go see this movie." The you know the re-release, uh, boycott Sony, this that. Well, I feel like a lot of people are starting to bash Marvel a little bit more online. Like I saw this one comment about the new Joker movie on Facebook today, and someone said. You know, I'm so glad. I'm so sick of these, like, you know, connected universe films. I just want one movie that's, like, on its own. It's a good movie. And, you know, I didn't... Like, a year ago, two years ago, I never saw that. Now we're kind of seeing that more often. So, well, what happens if, like, a, a Thor, um, Love and Thunder, or a Shang-Chi, if one of those, like, they start to see the 33% on Rotten Tomatoes, what do they do? What do they do? Can I take this one? Um, <laughs> now, I personally don't really care about shared universes either like i just want a good movie yeah and i'm not exempting anyone from the situation we don't really know the full details but just the fact that they kind of built this like fan expectation up um made spider-man to a billion dollar franchise on the basis that he was part of the avengers plus with the marvel studios quality attached to it yeah only to take it away i feel like i'm duped yeah or are we talking about the uh, ecstatic character? Doug, Doug, can you tell the audience what you did before getting here? I drove you here shirtless in my car. It was an emergency. Emergency. F- before that. Oh, I don't even remember. Oh, you know what? I was sleeping. Or after that. No, I woke up to this news and it just blew my mind. I was like, I'm going to take a nap. And uh, I woke up and then I had like 10 people text me this. And I was like, oh man, what the hell? Oh, but I know what you're talking about. Why don't you explain it? So, uh, Doug McCallson over here, he, like, I I just see this, and this is why I think he's here with us today. After he wakes up from his uh, cat nap, he uh, takes his uh, Venom DVD, Blu-ray, whatever it is. 4K Blu-ray. He tries, he posts on Facebook himself in a manic state singing the spider-man song trying to get it through a shredder processor <laughs> and then he can't get it through so he walks outside of his house grabs it and just throws it into the woods like a copy of venom so we know whose side he took he took he took the mouse's side he didn't took sony's hey i'm not a disney show but sony doesn't have the exact best track record here it's true and the thing is with disney's track record versus sony's track record you have quality control in the sense of a Kevin Feige who he is not just a studio head he's an actual fan and when like certain actors would get a role in the MCU he would give them stacks of the books to read like oh shit I just <laughs> hit the cable and almost knocked myself out but anyway he would give the it truly is an emergency now <laughs> he would give the books like reading you know read this book read this book read this book to understand the character he's a fan first and foremost and that's something that's very important Lip side, Sony, all it is is about the almighty dollar. So, next question. Next question. Next question. Well, I mean, my next okay. Were there were there any more comments? Because our emergency is extended here, and I think we have some I other questions. A, I feel a great swell of pity for the poor soul who finds Doug's discarded Venom DVD. 
Venom. It's going to attach itself to him, and then we're in trouble. It's going to be in like a thousand years. It's going to be an artifact fossilized. Advanced civilization is going to stumble upon it, and they're going to be like, what is this? And then pop it into their whatever uh, scanner they have in the future, and that's going to be their uh, representation of modern society in 2019. So Eddie Thompson's question was, seriously, could Disney try to buy Sony Pictures and gut them like they gutted Fox? First off, hello, Eddie Thompson. Mm-hmm. So there was actually a rumor a couple of years ago, Sony Pictures was for sale. And I think the reason why they kept it was just because no one wanted it. Um, but, you know, I'm actually shocked. Like, why doesn't, you know, why doesn't, um, you know, Disney just spend a billion, like, not a billion, but like maybe half a billion dollars just to free and clear buy the movie rights forever from Spider-Man. Maybe have it so they can keep the video game rights or, you know, offer some sort of trade, you know. For, for example, uh, has Marvel actually done a good video game with the Avengers at all? I would say, so the Disney Infinity games are actually really good games. Of course, they're going to be, you know, hindered because they're the whole, uh, I think it's like the uh, toy to life kind of thing. Like you have a little figurine, you put it on the thing and whatever. But those were solid games and they were very fun to play. Sure, but was anything comparable with like Spider-Man 4, like with PS4 Spider-Man? No, but of course they're not going to be doing that because they were more focusing on like the mobile games and which unfortunately are freemium. So yeah, I mean, maybe one key to the, maybe a win-win is that, you know, what Disney can add to the pot is just say, Hey, you have PlayStation four, which we're not creating something that's going to be as successful right now. Hey, here's the entire Avengers lineup. Let's make some cool video games off of these. Let's get control of Spider-Man, do the 50, 50 deal, which we want. And then we're going to split the the video game revenue. I think that would be the solution everyone wants. Well, we are getting an Avengers game, but it's going to be through Square Enix. Can I point out that it's GamesCon right now? And Sony just announced today that they purchased the dev behind Spider-Man, uh, Insomniac. Oh, so, I, I, and I recently just saw a Hard Times article where Insomniac employee th- uh, discovers they weren't owned by Sony all along. <laughs> <laughs> they made Spyro the Dragon, so they've been around for a while, Charles. And uh, they only just bought them today. It's funny, the same day the news about the movies comes out. So today's kind of just a total, like, Order 66 of the Spider-Man rights. It's a Sony. little bit funny. So just, just a little bit of a funny point. Besides Pokemon, Spyro the Dragon's the only game I've ever played from start to finish. Wow, what a story. <laughs> Mark. Oh, hi. <laughs> but in regards also to other questions that have been posed to us, let's go switch over to Twitter. At Manic Socratic asks, which side is most likely to cave? The fans are ardent about uh, spreading information. Yanking Tom Holland from the MCU damages Sony for putting a subpar product out there. However, Disney made Tom Holland an emotional fulcrum for the MCU going forward. Who risks more by holding out? I say Sony. Sony. Yeah. The one and only. That's no question either. Yeah, I'm going to do a Harold Stock. And what was the question again? Well, just just to get, get to the guts of it all. It was uh, who uh, screws himself more over this whole thing, either Sony or Disney. Yeah, you know, probably Sony because, well, yeah, probably Sony because I, I actually think there will be people to not watch the Venom sequels or like Morpheus and things like that just out of protest of this. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there really was nothing to game because, you know, they, they do nothing work-wise. They get this great Spider-Man movie that makes them a lot of money. And then, hey, they can do all these animated films. They can do all of these, like, sub, like, weird emo, hot topic kid movies. And then they can also do great video games. Um, And, you know, if those films were ever not profitable, hey, they just jump to their new Spider-Man. 
Sorry. Hello. It's me. Todd Rundgren. Anything else? Well, I was going with Adele. No. But we also have some questions over to us on our Instagram as well, because we want to go with all of the social media. We're even going to go to Yelp in a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Tinder. Again, sorry, Eddie regaled the audience. Really? Are I have kidding the, me? The uh, Wi-Fi stay tuned, true believers, because when we return, our second and regularly scheduled podcast will be Worst versus Worst, DC and Marvel. GKJ Publishing asks, did Marvel get the rights to Spidey back from Sony? Yes. They did. Yeah. No, they didn't. Everything's they didn't. horrible right now. Everything's on fire. Oof. I can sing Spider-Man more. Another question asked on the Instagram page was, what's going to happen to the Spider-Man films going forward? Is Tom Holland let go from Marvel now, or will they uh, merge Spider-Man with the Venomverse? All we know is he legally can't go, Mr. Stark, Mr. Stark, anymore. Well, yeah, he he shouldn't anyway. You know, he's deceased. (laughs) I didn't even know he was sick. See? They're 100% merging it with the Venomverse, though. I want to say it's a guarantee if this thing doesn't get reversed. And that disappoints me because... I don't want to see that Venomverse at all. I'm t- like, I can stand one shared universe. I don't think t- does it. Okay, so am I the only one who doesn't think Tom Holland would even fit in with that universe? No, like, he doesn't fit in. I mean, I I'm think in they, agreement. I think they could bring Andrew Garfield back for that, but Jesus Christ, that, that's not what we want to see. Can I throw something in here? Um, during that whole Sony leak, it's interesting because a lot of people were complaining about how Venom uh, wasn't tied to Spider-Man specifically; like his origin was separate. Now, it was actually Kevin Feige, and you'll notice this with the villains in the new movies, too, uh, Vulture and uh, Mysterio. Kevin Feige, buyuka, buyuka. <laughs> Kevin Feige suggested years ago to Amy Pascal in an email that Spider-Man's enemies not be tied to him and that he fights a pre-existing threat because Kevin Feige thought that the whole, I'm an evil scientist that wants revenge on Spider-Man, Peter Parker, was getting old. Yeah. So he kind of laid out the architecture for the Venomverse himself, too. Oof. Hey, they only did that four. <laughs> hey, they only did that four of their five movies. Wait, actually, well, it's like the four to five dentist survey. I mean, what you know? No, they actually did that in all five movies. Never mind. Okay, forget what I said. More questions, comments, haikus. Actually, actually, actually hell, Spider Man Three. They did that in three different occasions. <laughs> like, wow, all three of the villains had some sort of like. Actually, actually, no, not Sandman, but still. Well, Sandman was technically tied to him through the aspect of the Uncle guy, Ben. Yeah, actually, actually, it was kind of like this. It's like you know, uh, you know, uh, what is it? Uh, mm-hmm. Harry Osborne wants revenge on him. Uh, I guess Venom wants revenge on him with the whole Eddie Brock thing. Avenge me! And then, uh, yeah, they want to be avenged. And then Peter wants to avenge against Sandman. So it's like, hey, really everybody, that guy sucks. <laughs> like a vacuum. Sorry, I'm loading up yes, one you more are. time the final questions for this. But the Wi-Fi is terrible. Mm. Charles is about to sing. We I'm do terrified. have about 27 comments on this, which makes a fellow real really feel special. I'm sure. Spider-Man wins. Tom Bennis asks, come, if, come Sony, oh. if Sony produced a live-action Spider-Verse, would it be worth the MCU split? That's a really good question. And no. I'm in agreement I because you need the MCU to anchor it down. And while the idea of seeing a Tobey Maguire interact with Andrew Garfield, interacting with Tom Holland, that would be amazing. Uh-huh. Spectacular. Web of even. It would be one of those book movies where it just wouldn't work, though, because you don't have the quality control of a 
Sam Raimi, who is a major comic book fan, or a Kevin Feige, again, who is a major comic book fan. Well, Tom Holland actually, you know, he said that idea publicly, like, you know, a spider ver like doing it. And maybe that was him kind of thinking like, oh, hey, I'm going to be fired in six weeks. So I got to I got to come up with something here. I'm going to save the day. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. He's he was just being an optimist. Or just being an optometrist, or being just one of those people. Which, by the way, how do you think? But like, I mean, how old is Tom Holland? He's like twenty-two, right? Yes, I believe so. Somewhere in that ballpark. How do you think he feels? Like, you know, he's like this twenty-two-year-old kid. There's a multi-billion-dollar franchise. It all centers around him with these A-list actors and everything, and he's just sitting there, like, "Well, guys, it was really what fun." What the? F- <laughs> it's that. <laughs> it's that. Yeah, that's how he did it. So I think that's going to wrap up this emergency, emergency, emergency episode of the Emergency Marvelists. And yeah, listen to the beginning of the episode if you want to know how to get a hold of us on social media. But for the Marvelists, I'm Peter Melnick. I'm Charles Peralto. Follow me at Charles Peralto on Instagram. I am Doug McCausland. Don't follow me. I don't care. And I'm Eddie Wilson. Excelsior. Excelsior.